What's up, everybody? There's a couple things I left off Monday's show for some uh, for a reason. One of those was some rumors and the Chiefs' kingdom that we're not going to talk about in the, in the Kansas City Chiefs organization. Um, I spoke about them last Wednesday. I was going to talk about it on Friday, so I wanted to talk to some people. The people I talked to about it said not to talk about it because of the legitimacy of the article. Not that it wasn't legitimate. But about the Chiefs player and coach that was butting heads. So I didn't even bother bringing that up Monday. I wanted to table that for this next, this episode. Um, so if you're wondering why I didn't talk about it, there's why. If you follow me on Twitter, go follow me on Twitter. But speaking of follow me on websites, iseentertainment.substack.com. I have posted my personal favorite top 22 moments in sports in my lifetime, specifically. Okay, Not all throughout history of sports. Not the past decade, not the past 20, it, all throughout this. Now, most of these were in the past 10 to 15 years, but that's just kind of what I remember. Um, I did mention a couple things that I really don't remember because I was maybe six, seven years old, but I'm going to go through the list. I'm not going to explain why. If you want to explain why, go read my explanation. I didn't go into a great, day, a great detail on some of them. I didn't want to write a novel, but I'll, I'll go over a couple of them, um, go over all of them, actually. So at number 22, this isn't like, um, like because I've, I've liked one more, it's just kind of what f- first came to mind, and at the same time, yeah. So, um, honorable mentions was Brett Favre being inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um, I didn't explain that because Brett Favre was one of my, I didn't explain that because there was honorable mention, honorable mention, um, Brett Favre, he's the reason, he's the reason I'm a big fan of football, him and Tony Gonzalez. Um, Kansas State's appearances in the lead eight under Bill uh, Bruce Weber and Frank Martin. Only I didn't mention that because they didn't do anything with it. Um, and then John Cena winning the record tying 16th world championship victory. Just because I've mentioned Cena a couple times in here, mainly his rivalry with The Rock, which we'll get to. But I'll go down this list quickly. At number 22, it was Conor McGregor versus Floyd Money Mayweather, the biggest fight in combat sports history. Um, I wouldn't say it's the biggest fight in combat sports history, but I love McGregor. I love Mayweather. thought it was really cool to see um, McGregor brash on the mic, stuff like that. So um, I'll, I'll kind of explain my opinions on these, not totally. Um, number 21, 2016 NBA Finals. Because of that and coming down from 3-1 with Cleveland, I, you guys know I'm not a big Le- LeBron fan because of his antics on and off the court. Um, but he's still an all-time great player. And seeing him get Cleveland to come back down from 3-1, um, yeah, they were poked. Uh, the bear was poked a little bit there. You know what I'm referencing. But um, next up is number 20. Look, I'm a Kansas State fan, but I respect KU. I'm from Kansas. Bill Self um, winning a national championship with KU in 2008 was something special and something I'll always remember. Number 19, I even say it in this, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I love Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City winning the MLS Cup in 2013. They did win it in my lifetime in 2007 when they were the Kansas City Wizards, or the Wiz. I know, that's not a clever nickname. Um, but, but, um, it's still really cool to see Kansas City win a championship. Um, you guys know me, I love penalty kicks, I love walk-off home runs, I love walk-off, but I love buzzer beaters in basketball. I know die-hard soccer fans, die-hard football fans. Um, do not like penalty kicks, but I do. Um, so seeing them win that in penalty kicks was amazing. 
Um, 2006 Royal Rumble. Um, I do mention that I'm a wrestling fan, and I do make fun of Mark saying, that's sports entertainment, that's not wrestling. Um, Mark's is a type of wrestling fan. Um, but everything surrounding that Royal Rumble, um, with Eddie Guerrero's passing, Rey Mysterio winning. Um, next up is more wrestling, CM Punk debuting in AEW because of a quote I shared on here before. That kind of hit me personally. Uh, number 16 was Bill Snyder's return um, to Kansas State. He retired for a few years. I don't remember a lot of, of the early days of college football or early days of my life, but in the, his second uh, stint in Kansas State, I remember very fondly. So, um, Next up, I put this one at number 15 for a reason. Mahomes is drafted to Kansas City. Really hope you guys pick up what I put there. Um, number 14 was AJ Styles. He used to wrestle for another company named TNA. Yes, you heard that right. TNA, that's a joke in itself. There's a reason that company is no longer named that. Um, and they just flopped. Um, AJ Styles, when he debuted in WWE, you guys know WWE is technically the big leagues. This, there are other major promotions, but not like WWE uh, worldwide and even financially or from a financial standpoint. Um, that was awesome. Um, Atlanta Falcons, my little brother favorite, my little brother team, so to speak. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody has another team that they kind of follow other than their main one. And Atlanta Falcons are that team. Seeing them clinch that Super Bowl berth in 2016 with Matt Ryan, that was awesome to see. We don't need to talk about the actual Super Bowl. I actually do say that in there. Next up was the 2008 Royal Rumble. Um, we all love comebacks, and I love John Cena. Um, he came back after only a couple months of, ha- of completely tearing the pectoral muscle off of his shoulder. Now, was that written into the story? or what? I-, I don't know. Um, number 11, the no-punt game between the Chiefs and Colts, 38-31. Um, little did I know that I thought that was a microcosm of what has happened in years prior and what was going to happen for the next 10 to 15 years. But as a kid, I love seeing that game. It was very fun to watch. Number 10 was 18-1. and um, I don't hate the Patriots at all. I, I, I don't hate their dynasty. But I've loved the Mannings. I've always liked Peyton and Eli. I think they're good role models for a younger generation. Um, I like the Giants' uh, game plan. Um, Hit Tom Brady and offense, uh, catch a ball on your helmet. So (laughs) Um, next up was actually Super Bowl 50. There's a reason for that one. I'll actually share that with you guys. I'm going to read word for word what I said. Look, I don't like the Broncos. At the time, I was very hateful towards them and their fans, and I'm sorry about that. But the more I've grown up and matured, the more I've enjoyed this victory for Denver and their fans. First off, seeing Pat Ballant, uh, I can't, I'm not saying that right, yell this, yell, this one's for John as they won their second Super Bowl in franchise history back in the 90s as Elway walked off into the sunset out on top. And then John Elway references, referencing back to that after they won Super Bowl 50, yelling this one's for Pat was storybook, almost like Vince McMahon wrote it. Um, for a college football note, um, you guys know I'm a Kansas State fan through and through, but with Texas A&M being the SEC, one of the original teams from the Big 12, um, I kind of like to see how they do every year. I'm not really a fan, but I like to see how they do. So Von Miller went there when, he, when they were still part of the Big 12. So it was cool to see him win one. I Again, I wasn't rooting for him. I hated his and Travis Kelsey's rivalry, and I thought he was cocky. He wasn't. He was just confident, and he was. it was a Super Bowl. He was hyped up. And... Like I said, looking back, I wish I acted more mature about that. Um, last but definitely not least was seeing Peyton Manning go on top like Elway. Uh, again, that was storybook. 
I feel like there's no room for hate in sports. I respect Denver, but I won't ever root for them. Hey, rivalries are fun, aren't they? So that's what I said about that. Um, sorry, Denver. Sorry, Denver fans. I won't ever root for you, but um, uh, very happy you guys won Super Bowl 50 in the way you did. Number eight, Wichita State Shockers, 34-0. Back in 2013, being from Wichita, Kansas, they went into the tournament undefeated. Only team that had done that at the time. Next up was John Cena and the Rocks rivalry. That's number seven for that two, a three-year stretch. You wrestling fans know what I'm talking about. Number six, Dick Vermeil, his Hall of Fame selection. Um, the earliest I can remember of the Chiefs is Dick Vermeil leading that team to multiple victories. Um, no playoff wins, but that was the area of the Chiefs. Number, number, uh, up next, number five, Undertaker selected to the Hall of Fame. Number four, Tony Gonzalez being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Number 13 was the 2014 World Series Game 6. Um, with the way Jordano Ventura pitched, with the way the offense played, it was a do or die, literally. If they lose, series over. If not, they get one more game at the K. Number two, the 2015 World Series, obviously. Number one, Super Bowl 54, obviously. So, again, that's iseentertainment.substack.substack.com. Again, iseentertainment.substack.com. Go, go take a read. I have two posts up. I'm going to try to be more... More often with that, once a week as much as possible. But I am in college. I do have a full-time job. So I'm just trying to post whenever I can. I'm not going to make it an everyday blog. But once a week is the goal. If not, I'll kind of lower that to maybe two or three times a month. So um, thanks for listening to that. Thanks for listening to that rant. But it is WrestleMania season. I am going to talk about wrestling a bit more, specifically Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. First off, Monday Night Raw, a few points to take away NXT is kind of their developmental program, so to speak. It's their minor leagues. Now, some hardcore wrestling fans will say, hey, it's actually better than this. Just like hardcore baseball fans would say, well, minor league baseball is better than major league because, well, my favorite team sucks. Um, that's that's the extent of NXT right now. But anyways, um, oh, I hope you understood that. There's a guy named in there named Tommy Champa. I think I'm saying that right. It's not spelled Champa, but like C-H, but it's C-I. I think I'm saying that right. It looks like he's on the main roster now, so it, which means main roster Raw or SmackDown. That's really cool to see. Um, Edge cut a great promo. Again, you guys know I'm not uh, all about that Sides Joe stuff, but if there's a great mic, uh, person who's great on the microphone, can kind of work a crowd, and they're entertaining, and there's a point to it, then I'm good with it. And Edge, anytime he talks, there's a point to it. So seeing him hint at a possible match between him and AJ Styles, who I was just talking about, a pro wrestling legend, and Edge, a WWE legend. Uh, that's something that would be... I don't mean to overuse this. I would be storybook at WrestleMania. So, um, the next up, seeing Brock Lesnar just kind of having fun. I haven't seen him have this much fun since ever. Um, maybe his scripts, maybe his uh, segments with Kurt Angle back in the 2000s, maybe... Back when he was uh, with the Money in the Bank briefcase and acting like it was a beatbox and he was walking around, uh, yeah, um, maybe in the UFC. I, I don't know, but it's cool to see him having fun. I'm not going to go into too much detail on Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown, but I will bring up points I do want to talk about. Okay, and this is kind of a quick episode anyways. Um, not because I'm just throwing something together, but it's just kind of a filler episode. Okay, so there's another thing I wanted to talk about Monday, but I wanted to see what would happen. Jawan Hyatt... I can't talk. Let's take a drink of water. 
Jawan Howard. Michigan men's basketball coach suspended for rest of Wolverines regular season if they make the postseason after postgame alter- altercation at Wisconsin. Well, why is that? Well, they're 14-11, and 8-7 in conference play. They were one of the top teams in basketball at the beginning of the year, and now they're not. Um, he's just been suspended five games the remainder of the regular season, fined $40,000 for hitting Wisconsin assistant coach Joe, uh, Joe Krabinoft in the face after Sunday's game. That was more of a face grab or like a tomahawk chop to the cheek. Um, Wisconsin coach Greg Gard was fined $10,000 for violating the conference's sportsmanship policy. In other words, the issue was... Um, Michigan was playing press with so many seconds to go with Wisconsin up. Wisconsin called a timeout, and Jawan Howard got mad. Because in the final minute of Wisconsin's 77-63 home win on Sunday, guard substituted his walk-ons into the game. Michigan, which still had its regulars on the floor, was pressing full court, leading leading guard to call a timeout to settle his team and give it a chance to cross half court without turning the ball over. Following the final buzzer, guard grabbed grabbed Howard's arm as he walked past him in an attempt to stop and talk to him. The two men exchanged words, with Howard putting his finger in guard's face and grabbing guard's shirt before being surrounded by several players and coaches. Krabenhoft then came over in the middle of the scrum and exchanged words with Howard, and Howard then reached out and struck Krabenhoft's face. Both teams began pushing and shoving with Michigan's Diabate and Williams and Wisconsin's uh, Neath appearing to throw punches. All in all, really, this was just Michigan and Jawan Howard being frustrated with everything going on in this program right now. And yeah, maybe you shouldn't run press. Maybe Wisconsin shouldn't call a timeout. Maybe you should start off as one of the greatest, one of the greatest, one of the best basketball teams in the nation to start the season and then fold under pressure. And what are you going to do when the assistant or the interim head coach gets him in the March Madness? What are you going to do then? Are you going to face grab him too? Are you going to tomahawk him too? Tomahawk chop him too? Is that what you're going to do? Child's play. I don't understand how that's a thing. I understand being mad at a timeout and a blowout, but why would you start a fight over it? Especially if your team's that bad right now. You have there, there's no way in the world you should be acting like that. If if you're 22 and five, and you're a little mad at the performance, and you kind of get a little gets a little heated, and you kind of get in each other's face. Okay, fine. You're going to put hands on each other? Really? By the way, no one's innocent in any of this. But come on, Jawan. You're better than that. You're you're well-respected. You have great basketball pedigree. But you, you got to act better than that, man. Come on. I wonder if ESPN did a Come On Man segment on that. I don't I don't know if that's touchy-feely. I don't, I don't know. Um, next up, I'm going to talk about the Chiefs free agents. 
Sunflower Showdown. Um, Chiefs free agent spotlight will be Tyron Matthew and Byron Pringle. Um, next up is and then Aaron Rodgers and then the Sunflower Showdown. Not much to say there, but Kansas State, what are you doing? Like I said, this is going to be a short show today, so stick with me for a few more minutes. I'm going to say it. I don't think the Chiefs should keep Tyron Matthew. I already talked about this the other day. Um, yes, he's an all-pro. Yes, he's a leader on that defense. But you need other guys to step up. Chris Jones, Mike Dana, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, Jerry Sneed, they're Juan Thornhill. Um, that's what you have the coach for. If you have players who trust in your coaches and a coach has a trust in a player to, rel- uh, to hype up the defense, do it. Tyron Matthew, I love the guy, but I think he's got to go. Um, not that he's lost a step, not that he's a bad guy, not that he's a bad player. I just think his time has come up this year. Statistically speaking, three interceptions, 65 total tackles, uh, 35 receptions allowed. That's 10th in the league. So not bad there. But he's missed some tackles. He's over-pursuing. He's over-emotional, calling fans toxic on social media, Chiefs fans. Does that think he should be cut? No. Does that mean the Chiefs should never even work out? If they can work out a deal with him, fine. And it's, and it's team-friendly-ish, then fine. But it's not looking like it will be. So it's like it's like high risk, high reward here, in my opinion, just the way I'm looking at it, the nature of these things. Um, the Chiefs did cut Anthony Hitchens. That was smart. Freed up $8.4 million in cap space. Or they are at $8.4 million in cap space. They were at four. Or they added eight. I would have to look at that. But um, and I, I honestly don't think they should keep him. And now I'm going to talk about Brian Pringle. I'm going to say I think they should keep him. But it doesn't mean I think he's going to be the wide receiver, too. It's not me being a homer because he went to Kansas State. So let's not get into that. What's that guy that called in on the Jim Rome show when he was talking about L.A.? And the guy told Jim, he's like, you sound like a homer. That's not what I'm trying to do. Do you guys ever see anything about Major League Baseball these days and just get so sad? I always have... Uh, a basketball game, something on, and I got LSU and Kentucky on. LSU's winning, by the way, 25 to 15, uh, 848 to go in the first half. And anytime something MLB comes up, you just get more sad. I mean, they've been meeting every day this week, so there's progress. Anyway, I'm getting off track here. Back to the Chiefs. Um, something that actually somewhat makes me happy. Um, Tyrant Matthew, if they keep him, I'm happy. If they don't, I'm content. So we'll leave it at that. I'm not going to be like all these guys and bring up all these highlights. I'm not going to 
This is supposed to be a quick podcast. If it gets to a point where I make it an hour long, which I have a couple times before, then we will. Other than that, no. So he's had his career, he had a career career year in terms of Patrick Mahomes kind of struggling, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey not getting as much looks, um, and the offense just kind of struggling. He had nearly 568 yards receiving, five touchdowns, breakout game against the Steelers, two touchdowns. I think he should be an effective wide receiver three and return man. I think the Chiefs could possibly get Juju Smith-Schuster. Maybe Allen Robinson. Depends on where they're at with cap space. This is not me just wishing and hoping and praying they get somebody. I think Byron Pringle is a solid, solid... Sorry, I got his playoff stats right here. Um, 82 reception yards. And three touchdowns, sorry. I'm kind of new to that whole pro football reference thing. I'm not new to it, but I didn't realize there was a playoffs button. You learn something new every day. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. If they can keep... Ty- Obviously, they'll keep Tyreek. I think they extend Tyreek to kind of free up some money. Um, I think they do have to go after some big name free agent. Maybe Odell. Maybe Juju, maybe Allen Robinson. I can see it all. Devontae Adams. I'm kidding. Don't come at me. Devontae Adams is not coming to Kansas City. I don't even think Brett Veach is going to even send him a Snapchat saying, hey, you want to come to KC? Yeah, no, that's not going to. He's not even going to Snapchat him <laughs> if he even has Snapchat. Um, I don't know. Brett Veach seems like kind of a Snapchat type guy. Okay, I can see it. GM of the Chiefs, Brett Veach. Yeah, I, I can see it. I can see that. Um, Anyways, Byron Pringle, I think he should be a priority. So right now we've gone over Traverius Ward. There is a history with the Chiefs of them not keeping corners, but I think corner is a more important position than uh, safety right now. And then obviously the wide receiver two or three position and the left tackle position obviously is at number one with Orlando Brown Jr. I don't think they're going to lose him at all this year. Uh, I don't I don't think he's going anywhere. Franchise tag, maybe, but I think they work out a deal. Oh, oh, hey, Michigan won, beat the Rutgers 71 to 62. How how about that? Yeah. Okay, more football news. Actually, no. You know, there's something about Kansas State, the Wildcats, basketball. Um, first off, they make me sick. Second off, pro tip, diehard sports fans. Um, root for a team. So like say you're local, right? And you're rooting for all these teams. Say, okay, you're in Detroit. Pistons, not bad. Red Wings, not bad. I'm not talking right now. I'm talking about all-time. Pistons, they're all right. Red Wings, all-time great franchise. Not right now, but all-time great. And then you have the Lions, who are just disappointing. So disappointing. Um, Heartbreaking. uh, Whatever you want to call it. And... And you root for the Detroit Lions, and every time they let you down, he's like, you know what? If the Red Wings or Pistons kind of disappoint me, at least I'm prepared for what this feels like because of the Detroit Lions. Or it's nowhere as near as bad as the Detroit Lions. Look, I like the Lions. They're on the up. They're on the up. 
they're on they're on an upward tra- they're they're going up. They're on the escalator, they're going up. They're not going down, they're going up. Okay. Upwards escalator, not downwards escalator, okay? Upwards motions. Anyways. Shooting up the ladder. That, that that's enough. Rooting for teams that are all average, less slightly below average, but some great if they are awesome. Like my favorite team is Sporting Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Royals, Kansas State Wildcats. You can throw in the Falcons if you want, or the Nationals. I'm not going to include them. Um, I like the Falcons. I like the Nationals, but I, I'm an adult. I'm, I'm gonna act like an, I'm gonna act like one. I'm not gonna act like a 12 year old who likes six different teams because he likes this player and that player, and his dad roots for this player, and his best friend roots for this player, and his mom roots for this player. No, we're not doing that. Um, Chiefs right now they're great. Sporting Kansas City, they're great. The Royals, since their World Series, they've been bad. But I think they're on the up and come, so I'll say they're below average. Um, Kansas State football, not bad. Sporting Kansas State, I already said they're great. Kansas State basketball is bad. Bad. There's no other way about it. See, it goes Kansas State basketball, Royals, Kansas State football, I'd say Sporting KC, then the Chiefs, up in that. And watching them face KU last night was fine for a few minutes. First half wasn't terrible. But Mark Smith, Marquise Noel, and Nigel Pack, if I see them throw up one more half-court three in the first two minutes of the game, that's not half-court, but it might as well be. I don't know if that's a mentality thing. I don't know if that's a talent thing. I don't know if it's a Bruce Weber thing. I'm starting to think it's Bruce Weber. I don't think he's that good of a coach. I think his time has come. I think they need to go after Brad Underwood. I know he's in Illinois, and they kind of uh, lost out on him a few years ago. But the alumni situation kind of helps. I think they could go after Sean Miller. I know there's some issues there that we won't talk about today. But Kansas State has got bad. They're just bad. Um, KU, on the other hand, their offense is great, but I'm a little worried about their defense and how deep of a champion a tournament run they can make. And they usually can't. 2008 was an outlier. Other than that, the farthest they've gotten is the Final Four, and it's just disappointment after disappointment every year. Bill Self is a perennial NCAA tournament deep run. But no championship appearance. And that's it. Um, my pick this year so far, I th- I'm, I'm st- I'm, think I'm rolling with Duke versus Baylor. Yeah, I said it. Duke versus Baylor. I think Baylor goes back. Represents the Big 12. Please. Coach K, you really think he's going to do anything to let his team down in his final year? I don't think so. We'll talk. I'll, I'll I'll go over some predictions more the closer we get to NCAA tournament time. Um. By the way, there's a certain quarterback who just retired. Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady. Sorry, too many have retired. Tom Brady's already making post football moves. who will reportedly act in a movie 
with Jane Fonda and Sally Field. He's been retired for 23 days now. Not very long. Yahoo Sports, by the way. But according to a Hollywood reporter, Brady is set to produce and act in a film called 80 for Brady, a football-themed road trip comedy starring four legendary actresses, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, Sally Field, and Lily Tomlin. The script for 80 for Brady was written by Kyle Marvin and Michael Covino based on a draft by Emily Halpern and Sarah Haskins. The duo behind the coming of age it, the duo behind the coming of age hit Booksmart, Marvin will also direct. Here's a rundown of the plot. Inspired by a true story, Brady tells of his four best friends and New England Patriots fan who take a life-changing trip to the Super Bowl 51 to see their quarterback hero. Tom Brady play and the chaos that ensues as they navigate the wilds of the biggest sporting event in the country. Tomlin, Fonda, Moreno, and Field will play the quartet. Brady isn't starring in the film, but he'll also have some kind of acting role. He's producing the movie throughout through his production company, 199 Productions. I knew it. You got Omaha Productions. You got 199 Productions because it picked 199, which was established in early 2020. Um, the name is, I read that as 2000, not 2020, so that was my fault. I'm sorry. The name is a nod to his draft position. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I always thought him and Peyton Manning would be actors. Could see them being coaches at some point, but I could also see them having some sort of minor acting career. I would love to see a movie between these four. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Mark Wahlberg, Adam Sandler. Book it right now. I know that's four completely different dudes. Maybe not Wahlberg, Manning, and Brady, but Adam Sandler. You know, it's Adam Sandler. Come on, don't tell me you wouldn't want that. That'd be great. I don't know what kind of movie it could be. I I don't know. I I don't know, honestly. Could Adam Sandler play Bruce Arians? And then could Wahlberg play Belichick and then Brady and Manning play themselves and go over their history and make it like a comedy movie? Like a comedy drama? Could that work? I feel like that's the worst idea ever, but I feel like it could work. And actually, I bet Adam Sandler could play Jim Ursay instead of Bruce Arians. I don't know why I said Bruce Arians. Maybe Will Smith can play Tony Dunn. Okay, I'm going off the deep end here, but I thought that was pretty cool to see. Um, Aaron Rodgers is in the news again. Surprise, surprise. I love Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to read something. Scrolling through Instagram last night, see something kind of emotional. Sorry, I was not feeling emotional. I was seeing something kind of emotional from uh, a post about Aaron Rodgers on Instagram. Says, gratitude is the wine for the soul. Go on, get drunk. <laughs> post a bunch of pictures. And that that was a picture caption. Like a post a picture of him and his ex, Shanley Woodley. Um, some David Bakhtiari, some other guys. Rogers and Cobb. Rogers and oh, LaFleur. And then there's a picture of uh, Arrowhead, Cobb and Don Devontae Adams. And there's this long note. And uh, Arrowhead is when the, ga- uh, the game... That Rogers was out with COVID. And Aaron Rodgers says this. Here's some hashtag Monday Night Gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in my life. With some pictures from the last beautiful year. At Shailene Woodley, thanks for letting me chase after you the first couple months after we met. And finally letting me catch up to you and be a part of your life. Thanks for always having my back. For the incredible kindness you show me and everyone you meet. And for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you and I am grateful for you. 
That's nice, buddy. To the men I got to share the QB room with every day, Matt, Nathan- Matt Nathaniel, Luke, Jordan Love, Kurt Bankert. Um, you guys made it every day so much fun, and I'm so thankful for the daily laughs, especially if you brought me every week of the year. I love you guys. To the Friday crew, Cobb. Um, at Cobb, Randall Cobb. He's tagging everybody. David back to Yari. Anyways, your love and support was always overwhelming, was overwhelming, and I cherish the two of the friendships I have with each of you to my teammates, past and current. You are the icing on the beautiful cake we call our job. Football, the friendships that we have will transcend our collective time in this game, and I am so thankful for the role that each of you have played in making my life that much better. I love you guys and cherish the memories we've made. To everyone else, spread love and gratitude, you beautiful people, and read a bunk once in a while, too, while you're at it. Love and peace. Um... Goes on the Pat McAfee show yesterday and almost immediately says, I'm not retiring. So what's going on? He's still deciding. He's not far off from deciding. He doesn't want to drag it out. Um, He said he did a cleanse. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, Ponchi Karma. If you want to know what that is, look it up. Saw what it was. Included a lot of induced vomiting. That's all I'm going to say. A, you just look it up. Um, you gotta, you've got to kind of turn everything else off so you're not working out. You're not straining or anything. It's kind of recentering. Not only who's you physically, but, it, but I think it takes away mental stress. And the spiritual part, I think it is, is it always it allows you to kind of enjoy the meditations a little more. So when I come out, my first thought is intense gratitude for the people in my life. He said... He said, among the photos that created the most stir was one was one of receivers Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams, like I said, from the November 7th game at Kansas City that Rodgers missed because of COVID-19. They left a space between them where Rodgers would normally stand during the national anthem, and some internet sleuths interpreted that as a goodbye message. When I got that photo from Randall and Devontae, it brought tears to my eyes because that's my guy standing before the game, Rodgers said. Randall's always on my right, Tay's on my left, and I embrace with, and I embrace with both of them after the anthem. It's part of the pregame ritual, but also a statement about friendship and love and the connection that we have collectively and individually in our own friendships. I like Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to say this to you guys right now. He doesn't owe any of us a thing. I understand you're frustrated with the vaccine situation. I get that. You have your beliefs. You have what you think is best. That's fine. You think he's on the me- uh, he's on he's with Pat McAfee too much. Fine, I understand there's overloading, but it's only February 23rd. Um, GM Brian, Brian Gute, I can't even say his name right now. I'm so parched, I don't know why. Anyways, uh, Packers GM went on, went on and said, this offseason revolves around Aaron Rodgers. Sounds like Aaron is close to making a decision. He said he really doesn't want to drag it out that far in a free agency. He said that's just unfair to everybody, uh, to him and everybody else. He says the meetings between uh, Packers GM and owners and, and Matt LaFleur have been much better and a positive note, or much different and a positive note um, from here. Uh, as l- Lately, I can't talk today. I'm getting fr- I'm almost done, guys. Bear with me. Um, so there's something there, um, starting next week, I think I'm going to start going over, no, two weeks from now, I'm going to start going over all of the big name free agents and kind of predict where they might go. 
Um, so just a few days before, not the day of, and then say, oh, well, I think this guy goes here. And then as soon as I say it, and I get an alert pops up and he goes somewhere else and it makes me look like an idiot. Um, anyways, I didn't want to end off with saying that makes me look like an idiot, but I am. In Skip Sports and Entertainment, episode 68, I'm out of here. Thank you.